Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, May 27th, 2022. This episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show and extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyzed weather data in order to make one pick, one pick only, on every game played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving the information as to what I like the most from my head is for each matchup. As you go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, yesterday, the A plays were profitable. The B plays, and kind of for the whole year, haven't gone as well as planned. Um, it's a long season, so hopefully we'll get those B picks turned around and get those profitable as well. A plays did well. B plays hurt us. Um, kind of is one of this still up for the week, and hopefully we can carry that into what hopefully is a lovely Friday for you. Before we get to that slate, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and the only way to ensure you don't miss any the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And, of course, I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sportsbooks in their portfolio. Shop around for the best price. That can make a huge difference in how your gambling goes. Always recommend places with dime lines for MLB games. Not every book has those at this point. With these at your disposal, you should be able to find an edge on any game. I have a couple that I recommend. The links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Today, going to get started. 7.05 Eastern, first pitch. Rockies at the Nationals. A game that's going to have some potential rain issues. I want to check back later and see if this game is happening or not. The rain looks like it might miss. It might hit. Just too far out right now to tell. Um, it's going to be more lines, not just a big blob of rain. So might play dry, uh, might have some rain, who knows. Uh, weather or temperature-wise, it'll be mid to low 70s, so a nice night there. With regards to that, uh, avoiding the precipitation part. Winds will be blowing out to left field uh, or to left center in the 10-mile-an-hour range for the entire game. Austin Gomber versus Aaron Sanchez. You know, Gomber it pretty much is what he is at this point. His ERA, ERA this year is right around league average. His advanced metrics are a little bit better. I project him a little bit worse than that going forward. I mean, right around league average. And, and so far, he's done that this season. He is what he is. Um, obviously, he's going to take a ding in course field, pitch a little better on the road. Um, you know what you're getting from him. Aaron Sanchez, on the other hand, you don't. Uh, he's a pitcher that I faded a few times this year 716 era on the season it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out he's not that bad and that's of course the issue with looking at era kind of in general it can be kind of variable year to year but especially in only the 27 and two-thirds innings he's pitched this year i do project him below league average though so i don't think he's a good pitcher by any stretch of the imagination it's just if you're looking at era he's not that bad so really the question is, especially for a guy like this who's been around for a while, you know, just how bad is he? I've got him at about one standard deviation below average. 
Y'all know I'm not a fan of the Nationals' offense. Y'all know I'm really not a fan of the Rockies' offense on the road. And Nationals' bullpen, not good, but Rockies' bullpen works. This is a game you probably don't want to watch unless you're a fan of either one of these teams. The model says Nationals minus 122, and I'm going to trust that with a B pick on the Nationals at minus 113. I think the price is a little bit short, but it's not what I have a lot of confidence in. So it's a B pick because I'll trust the model here, but I can't go too heavy on Aaron Sanchez. I think he's got the potential to be decent, maybe even slightly above average. It just hasn't really come to fruition here. He's looked really bad this year. And like I said earlier, it's it, I, he's not that bad, but I still – there's nothing in the data that I can project him to even get to league average right now. It's like, it's one of those things where the potentials there, it's kind of always been there with him. Um, after that, you know, one really good year he had, it, it just hasn't happened yet. So I can't be overly confident because I just really don't trust Aaron Sanchez, but I don't think he's as bad as the price indicates that he is given that I trust the nationals bats more than the Rockies on the road, which I know is saying something. And the Rockies bullpen is really bad. So I just think the Nationals should be a little bit bigger favorites here. So I'll take them at minus 113. B pick, not one I love. Just too much unknown, too much bad baseball to really be too heavily invested in that one. 17 Eastern first pitch, Orioles at the Red Sox. Kyle Bradish versus Garrett Whitlock. Probably a dry night there in Boston. Mid-70s to start right around 70 to close. Winds will be blowing out the entire night between 10 and 15 miles an hour, maybe some gust up into the 20-mile-an-hour range. So a little bit of a boost to the bats there. Like I'm always talking about Fenway, massive hitters park. Uh, partially, you know, the green monster helps doubles and home runs. Partially the weird dimensions out in center field create things like triples. Uh, partially the, the wonkiness down in the right field corner. Just a lot of runs to be had there in Boston. That's been the way it's kind of always been. And these Red Sox bats are really rocking and rolling for the most part. Got that A total over with them yesterday. That was pretty easy. I expect the Red Sox to score a lot of runs here against Bradish, a pitcher who, um, you know, not a very great ERA on the season. I project him to be a little bit better. His advanced metrics are better than that, uh, but I still have him below league average um, versus a pitcher and Garrett Whitlock, who you've heard me talk about before. I really like him. Uh, I actually think his advanced metrics are better than his ERA this year. And I project him um, going forward to be at that same caliber. Um, I, I think he's a fantastic pitcher. I don't really like the Orioles bats. I love the Red Sox bats, the way they're going now, especially with Trevor Story, um, as good as he's looked lately, uh, really per being kind of the difference maker so far uh, with that offense. A guy who always had good numbers away from Coors, and we always thought would translate, would do really well even leaving there. Uh, but the first month of the season just couldn't get it going. But now he's looking more like the hitter we thought he would be. Uh, Red Sox bullpen, very average. Orioles bullpen performed well so far this year, but I still stand by I, I I need a lot more data before the model turns around and thinks that they're anything beyond just a bad bullpen. So lots of reasons to like the Red Sox here tonight. The model says Red Sox minus 188. I'm seeing a price of minus 171 right now. I would lay the 171 in a heartbeat and be happy. Instead, I'm going to go one line. I just think the Red Sox score. I think they score a lot, and I like the odds here at plus 101. You're really splitting hairs, though, the difference here between taking money line and run line. It's really just about your personal preference. I know some of y'all like to you know, throw around these bigger money line teams and parlays. The Red Sox are a team that um, – if you're not afraid of those big odds, I, I like laying them there in that spot. 
it's all about value, right? I hear some people say things like, you know, oh, if you're, you know, betting big favorites, you can't be profitable. That's nonsense, right? If, if you have a big favorite and there's an edge, that can be profitable. That doesn't mean it's always going to be the case, right? It's like, you know, the, the, the most successful gamblers in the world will bet a mix of everything just based off their, where there's value. Um, so, so it's really just about finding the right number. I think minus 171 is short. Now, if this gets up to minus 200 for the Red Sox, that's a different story. I don't like laying it at that number. But at minus 171, I'd lay the money line with the Red Sox. I'm going to choose for my one pick, my one pick only. I think money line is a slightly better value given the discrepancy between the money line and the run line. The fact that you're around even money here. Like I said, I think the Red Sox score. I think they score a lot. I think they win this one in the seven to three type range. A pick for me on the Red Sox. I'm going run line. If you want to split your wage between run line and money line, I think that's also a smart investment. 17 Eastern first pitch, Rays and Yankees in Tampa. We've got Jamison Tyon versus Jeffrey Springs. Springs is a pitcher who I think my model projects him to go about four innings. That might be a tad high, maybe more like three. It's hard to know exactly how far he'll go and then turn it over to what this year is turning into be kind of just an average Rays bullpen. I actually project him to be slightly below average, which is a little surprising uh, given their history um, against the Yankees uh, team with, again, a bullpen I project a little above average, but it's definitely had some concerns. So um, hard hard to know exactly what to make of that. Bullpen numbers, you need a lot of data before it really stabilizes. So it's it's really a tale of how much do you trust what's happened so far? How much do you trust the history of what the Rays have done? How much do you trust um, the projection of the Yankees versus how some of their guys have looked when you analyze the bullpen? Starting pitcher-wise, um, I project Springs to be better than average. He's looked great so far this year. His underlying metrics are also pretty good. It's it's a it's a number with the high variance though, and and you know I, I, it's hard to know exactly how much to display in the sheet, how much to pull out because at some point it's just information overload. But I'll talk about a couple of pictures, and he's one of them that. There's just not a lot of data on. So the variability factor is higher than other pitchers. Tyon is a pitcher who I project slightly better than average. This year he's looked great. And I have a whole lot more confidence in that just because we have so much more data on him. A guy like Springs, I just have a lot less confidence on. So the, the if you think about you know confidence interval type idea, the, the error bars are a lot wider on Springs. Model thinks the Yankees should be a slight favorite. I tend to agree. I think that Pitcher-wise, when you consider Tyon going deeper into the game and the Yankees bullpen versus Springs, who I think will start off and be pretty solid for the you know three or four innings he goes, um, turning over to their bullpen, I think it's about a wash. I think it's pretty. I think it's rounding error, right? We can't be that precise, especially if we're trying to predict a human behavior and b you know athletic uh, behavior something like throwing a baseball right where there's just so many small things that can make huge differences i think the pitchers are about a wash but the yankees offense is so much better than the rays offense it, there's not really much of a home field advantage uh for tampa a in general b against a team like the yankees there will likely be more yankees fans than rays fans Model thinks the Yankees should be slight favorites i'm backing the yankees here odds are plus 110 a pick for me i think these odds are insane i i think you could talk me into this being you know a 50 50 right maybe the model is a little bit too bullish on the yankees sure i'd buy that right it, it gives them 52 percent 
chance of winning. If you said the truth was 50-50, sure, I'd say that, right? And then you'd be looking at something like minus 105 on each side. Plus 110 is a lot of value. Um, it's, it's a pick that I want to make every day of the week and twice on Sunday. So a pick for me on the Yankees doesn't mean they will win. It just means in a toss-up type game, if I'm getting plus odds and a game that I think the Yankees maybe should be a slight favorite in, I think there's a lot of value here. You could also go first five on this one. I went first five yesterday and that pushed and the Yankees then scored in the sixth inning, right? That was one inning behind. And that's the way it goes sometimes. Um, yeah, it was kind of the story of yesterday was a lot of just, I picked the first five, I should have picked full game or vice versa. Um, that happens uh, today. I'm going full game, not first five. I don't love the Yankees bullpen and what I've seen of them, but I still project them to be better than Tampa's bullpen. And given that I project Springs to be a little bit better than Tyon, I just think it's safer to take the full game in this scenario. Kind of like with anything though, if you like the full game, the first five's probably not, I mean, they're really correlated in terms of long-term probabilities. So you could go first five. I'm opting full game on the Yankees plus 110 a grade for me. 720 Eastern first pitch Marlins at the Braves. Trevor Rogers versus Ian Anderson and a nice night in Atlanta. One where he finally won't have to worry about potential rain. Mid 70s to start around 70 to close. Winds will be blowing out to left at around 10 miles an hour to start the game out to left center at the end of the game. But it will die down and be a calmer night. So more likely to have runs early with the extra couple degrees temperature. The ball is going to make it. That's going to make the ball fall, ball fly an extra few feet. Not a lot, right? It's not going to, you know, be like playing in course, but that extra, you know, seven degrees from first pitch to last pitch, going to make the ball fly a few extra feet, a little bit extra wind, a few extra feet. So a little bit more likely to have runs early, not by a lot, but it could be the difference between a fly out and a double or a warning track fly ball and a home run, a double and a home run, something like that. So I'm going to keep in mind there with regards to the total, which is nine. I'm not touching the total. Instead, I'm going to back the Braves. The model thinks minus 145 is the accurate price. So I'm taking Braves minus 138. And it's an A pick for me. And, and kind of the reason why is I, I think the Braves have a pretty substantial edge in every aspect of this game, except for the starting pitchers, where I think it's a lot closer to even than the price is indicating. And what I mean by that is the Braves have a much better offense than the Marlins. The Braves have, as much as I like the Marlins bullpen, the Braves bullpen is fantastic. I, I rated this the best one in baseball. They're at home. I mean, huge edges everywhere. And I think this is being priced off of Trevor Rogers' results from last year. And last year, he was fantastic. But his 520 ERA this year is not really a fluke. His underlying metrics are slightly better than that, but not by a lot. And I do project him to be better than that. I still project him going forward. I have a metric. It doesn't have a name because I've created it myself. But you can kind of think of it like a cross between FIP and XFIP projected going forward. That number that I have for Trevor Rogers is 417, and it's on that same scale. So that's still better than league average, but it's not the Trevor Rogers we saw last year. I think this number should be higher, and I think it's not because I think people are saying, oh, Trevor Rogers, he's still really good. And I, I think he's just barely better than league average versus a pitcher in Ian Anderson who is pretty league average. And I think we all kind of know that at this point. I just think the starting pitchers are mostly a wash, and then the Braves edge ever, edges everywhere else should indicate that this number should be higher than 138. So I really like this number 
Braves a pick for me minus one thirty eight. If you're in the minus one forties, especially the upper minus one forties, it's down to a B pick. Once it gets up to the minus one fifties, it's a it's a much tougher proposition. I don't think it's a long term winning bet, but at a price under minus one forty, I really like it. I think the Braves win. Trevor Rogers maybe pitches a little better than he's done so far this year, but I don't see much that indicates that he's going to get back to his impressive form from last year. I think a lot of that was a little bit of smoke and mirrors. 18 Eastern first pitch Royals at the twins, Brad Keller versus Bailey Ober. Nice night in Minnesota. We're going to start off in the upper seventies, close around 70 starting off. The winds will be blowing across only five miles an hour blowing in at the end of the game. Again, still at that five mile an hour mark in from right field. So maybe a slight help to the pitchers later on, but for the most part, fairly neutral weather, fairly neutral park. So one, we can kind of ignore the weather in the park, just kind of say, focus in on the offenses and the pitchers. Both of these pitchers, very average. Ober has had great results this year. I don't expect him to continue that. His underlying metrics and his projection are much closer to league average. Keller, kind of in a similar boat. He's not been as good as Ober, but still very good. Both pitchers are solid. Neither one of them are going to finish the year with the numbers that they put up so far, in my opinion, and the model's opinion. But at least average starting pitching versus the Royals offense, y'all know I don't like. And a Twins offense that projects really well but just can't score. And I talked about this yesterday. They just haven't scored a lot lately. Um, we had them on the run line two days ago, and they got up 2 nothing, and that was it. And they lost 4-2. Last night was a very similar story. Got up 2 nothing, and then lost 3-2. I'm not sure what's going on with them. It's it's one of those things where the model, you know, isn't going to be perfect capturing everything. And for the most part, the offensive numbers I tend to agree with, given what I, you know, I watch, I try to watch a bit of every game. Um, I watch, you know, I usually have three or four screens up at, at night. I watch a lot of baseball. And for the most part, the numbers line up with what my eyes are seeing. The Twins one just doesn't. They project really well, but I'm just not seeing it. At least for right now, I kind of am fading the Twins' offense in general. It's just not coming around for him. And Keller's decent enough that I think he can kind of hold the Twins down as well. Model says Twins minus 171 for the price. Pre- presents no edge on either side. And it's kind of one that I don't really want to touch either side because I don't like that number. Um, the numbers that I'm seeing, I would need a price like Twins minus one in the 150s maybe, which I doubt you see. Um, to think there's value there, but it's really hard to back the Royals on the road unless you get, again, prices I don't think you'll see. So I'm not touching either side. Uh, I'm going to the total. It's eight and a half. I'm going under eight and a half. It is minus 117, but it's an A pick for me. Uh, This number is way too high, in my opinion. You have offenses that are either bad or struggling against pitchers and pitching situations that are just very decent. And in this environment with what we've seen, with the ball this year, the changes in the ball, the you know it's sitting flat in the humidor, so it's a, a little bit you know misshapen sometimes, you know all that sort of stuff. We've just seen runs way way down this year. Y'all know we've been very profitable on so many unders. This is a great under spot. I, I see it playing out like last night's game, low scoring, tight. I tend to think the Twins will pull it out, but they haven't pulled out the last two. So again, I'm not touching the side. I just don't see us getting to nine runs here. So under eight and a half, a pick for me. I think it'll be another kind of boring, low-scoring game like last night. 9.38 Eastern first pitch, Blue Jays at the Angels. Alec Manoa versus Chase Silseth. 
in a chilly night in Anaheim, mid-60s to start, low 60s to close. Slight breeze, 5 to 10 miles an hour out to center field. Still set, of course. That first start was fantastic. Second start, still solid. Uh, a pitcher I project slightly above average, but this is one, as I mentioned earlier, just not a lot of data on. And so high variability, high error bars here, as opposed to Manoa, who, while being a young pitcher, is when we have more data on, I feel more confident in his projection. Almost one standard deviation, better than league average. Of course, 162 ERA this year is fantastic. He probably won't finish the year with that. Um, but his underlying metrics indicate that it's not a fluke. Um, I think he's a very good pitcher. Um, I like the Blue Jays in this one. The model does too. Model says Blue Jays minus 129. I'll back them minus 117. It's an A pick for me. Maybe we'll get lucky and the Angels will decide to rest one of their hitters, as I've talked about before. Um, anytime they rest one of their top uh, two or three hitters, they take a huge hit offensively. Maybe they'll have the same thing tonight. If not, I'm projecting a full Angels offense in. I still think the Blue Jays should be a bigger favorite than they are. So I'm laying the minus 117. I think there's a lot of value at that number. I still like it into the minus 120s. As you get closer to the higher minus 120s, it's probably a B pick. Into the 130s, it drops to a C pick or it's just a pass. Because at some point, it's just not a profitable venture in the long run. Even though I think the Blue Jays are more likely to win this one than not. I just don't want to lay too big of a price. I really like backing Alec Manoa. His results have been great this year. And like I said, I don't think it's that fluky. I think he's a really good pitcher. 940 Eastern, first pitch Dodgers at the Diamondbacks. Ryan Pepio versus Madison Bumgarner. Pepio, another situation, like I mentioned with Silseth, just not a ton of data on. And so higher error bars with him. His advanced metrics are scary bad, but in seven innings, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm going to make very little of that, uh, right? I mean, if you think about the formula for FIP, um, home runs get a multiplier of 13. So one warning track fly ball that gets over the fence in seven innings can really wreak some havoc there. So I'm not reading too much into that. His projection is a little bit below league average. Um, but again, high error bars, hard to say with a younger pitcher. Uh, versus a Madison Bumgarner, who I've liked to back this year. It's mostly worked out for us, but the model doesn't like him. Um, so it's it's one one of the ones where I kind of disagree with the model. I don't think Bumgarner is, you know, Cy Young worthy. He's got a sub three ERA this year. I don't expect it to stay that way. Um, his underlying metrics are not supportive of that. Uh, but I do think he is at least closer to around league average at this point, not as far below league average as the model seems to think. Whatever that's worth, the, the model thinks Dodgers minus 164. And so as much as I like Bumgarner, I'm going to agree with the model here. I'm going to take the Dodgers minus 155. And it's an A pick for me. I, I just think this price is really low. I don't know why it's so low. You never know exactly where a number's going to move throughout the day. My hunch would be this is going to get closer to the minus 160s or maybe even minus 170. Um I don't have a lot of data on Pepio, but I think at minimum he's at least in the same ballpark as Bumgarner. And that's the only area that the Diamondbacks can compete in this game, in my opinion, as starting pitchers. Um, obviously, the Dodgers' offense is way better. Obviously, the Dodgers' bullpen is way better. This number just 
seems really short from my perspective and the model agrees with that. So Dodgers minus 155, APEC for me. You could look run line, especially with a total of nine and a half. I did look at that. I think that the money line is a slightly better play simply because I don't think the odds that you're getting are indicative of the value that you need to lay the run line. It was around even money. And it's just a situation where I, I'd, I'd rather pay minus 155 than take even money run line. If I had to lay minus 170 and I could get even money run line, then I'm definitely going run line. So it just has to do with, you know, kind of that difference between the money line price and run line price. Right now, it's not large enough to entice me to run line, but that doesn't mean that if I was doing, you know, again, I've got one pick and one pick only for each game. I think this is the best play is to take the money line. But if we were being a little more nuanced, I might say, uh, you know, split your wager between money line and run line kind of makes a lot of sense here. Um, it's just I'm not having to lay that big of a price with the Dodgers. So I, I like the money line a little bit better than the run line. The run line is where I usually go when I just think those odds are too big to mess with. 942 first pitch, Pirates at the Padres. Chilly night in San Diego, low 60s. Winds blowing in or across 5 to 10 miles an hour from left field. Jose Quintana's pitched fantastic this year. Projects to be about league average. His underlying metrics are actually pretty solid. I think the big question you have to ask yourself on this game is, do you believe in Jose Quintana? And he's been around long enough that most of you listening to this, if you've been watching baseball, if you've been betting on baseball, you probably have an answer to that question, whether you believe in him or not. Versus Sean Manaya, who's been kind of up and down this year, but projects to be still a very good pitcher. And of course, if you're having some ups and downs facing the Pirates in San Diego is a way to cure that problem. I don't see the Pirates scoring very much. The model doesn't either. The model thinks Padres minus 226 is the right price. I really debate on this. is the long, one I took the longest to debate on which way to go. The total is seven. If you get Pirates team total under three, as long as you're not having to lay too big of a price with that, that's not a bad way to look. If you believe in Jose Quintana, if you believe he's kind of turning it around, the projection is built not just off of this season's data, but on past season's data as well. And so if you believe that he's kind of figured something out and that his um, advanced metrics are pretty solid this year, and if he can keep that up, then I think you go game total under seven. If you're skeptical of Quintana and you think it's only been eight games, and he's going to revert back to previous year's form and become much more like that league average pitcher that the model projects him to be, then I think you, you're on Padres. So I think that's kind of the question that you have to ask in order to figure out which direction you like the most in this game. I I think if you like Quintana, you maybe even sprinkle a little bit on the Pirates money line. Maybe I, I personally wouldn't do that just because the model thinks there's such a big Padres edge, but that's just, that's a, a second way to look. So, so for me, it's, if I like Quintana, I'm going game under seven. If I'm skeptical, I'm laying it with the Padres. I really debated on this one. I think it's a coin toss at the end of the day. I'm going Padres minus two Oh three B pick. And I'm just going to trust the model as my tiebreaker, but uh, it's a really tough call. I haven't seen as much of Quintana this year as I'd like to. So it's one that I'm going to be watching that one, at least for the first several innings to see kind of what I think about him. Um, 
But like I said, if you want game total under seven, it's very enticing. I'm going Padres minus 203. I'm trusting the model. The model thinks there's a pretty good edge there. Going, I'm laying it here rather than going run line because with a total of seven, Padres being the home team in that park, I mean, this could easily be like a 3-2 game. And so I just don't think the run line offers as much value personally. Um, so I'll, I'll lay it with the Padres, trust the model. But like I said, under seven is also very enticing, especially if you're not completely anti-Jose Quintana. 940 Eastern first pitch Rangers at the A's got an easy A under on this one last night. Tonight we're going to be low 60s to start, upper 50s to close, maybe a slight breeze out to center. Um, but of course, again, a huge pitcher's park there. Two pitchers tonight in John Gray and Cole Irvin who aren't as good as the ones last night. And the total is still seven. Of course, we had to lay a, a, a pretty decent price to get that under seven last night. Um, but John Gray, results not great this year. Underlying metrics, though, pretty solid. So I don't, I wouldn't be fooled by his ERA. I don't think that's really representative of his true talent level. I project him to be a little bit better than league average um, for the rest of the season. Uh, versus Cole Irvin, who good numbers so far this season, but his underlying metrics not great, and I project him to be worse than league average. The A's, though, the A's are such an outlier this season. I don't know what to make of them because if I, if I accumulate the entire player projection numbers for their offense, their starters, and their relievers, it basically spits out this team is garbage. But they're not that bad. I mean, they're not good, obviously, but, you know, we rode the A's a little bit earlier on in the season when the prices were too extreme. Um, even the worst teams win a bunch of games, right? So, I mean, it, it's just tough to know exactly where to value the A's because they're just they're just so kind of bad in every aspect of the game. So I don't know what to make of it. I've talked about this before. It seems like, you know, I could go out for the A's and play third base and, you know, make a gold glove play and, you know, go one for three with a walk. You know, I could go out there and pitch and, you know, throw five innings and give up two runs or something. And obviously both of those are false, but that's what it feels like. They could just pull these random guys you've never heard of and they perform not bad. So I don't know what to make of the A's. Uh, Irvin, again, projects poorly, but it almost feels like just everybody projects poorly in the A's and they always just do a little bit better than that. So take that for what it's worth. The model thinks this is a toss-up game, slight edge to the Rangers. And so the model says A's plus 117 offers value. I can't quite take it because I just don't see it. And maybe this is a situation it's just where you just say, I'm, I'm just not completely trusting the model here. So other situations where I can look at it and I can say, sure, I think it lines up. I think the model it's doing a good job in its projection. This one, I just don't see it. I, I I project Gray to be a better pitcher. I don't trust the Rangers bullpen, but I project him to be better than the A's bullpen. I don't love the Rangers offense, but it's around average. It's definitely better than the A's uh, offense. I know the game's in Oakland, but like I, I just I think the line is actually kind of accurate where it is. And I don't really agree with the model in this case. So you know, you can take the A's. That's what the model would say. Maybe they'll win tonight. Um, it, it's close enough to a toss-up game where not, either team winning tonight is not going to be surprising, right? I want to make sure that I communicate that well, that I'm not saying, like, the Rangers are for sure to win or I really think they're going to win. I mean, it's it's we're talking about the difference between the model saying 50 
and the line indicating 53, 54%. So we're, we're splitting hairs to some extent, but you know, a 3% difference is relatively large in the grand scheme of these projection systems because we're all taking a lot of data, we're all relatively close. So I just, I think that 53, 54% is probably a little more accurate than the model. So I'm staying away from the slide on this one. I'm not going to fade the model, but I'm not going to back it with the A's. I said I'm going to go under seven. Only a B pick though. It was easy under last night. I kind of tend to think the same thing here. It'll be low scoring, but both pitchers being a little bit worse than last night's, I have a little bit less confidence in it. So last night's was an A. I really like those starters tonight. I like these a little bit less. Same number, better odds, but I'm dropping it to a B pick there. And then I have, uh, I don't have a, a, a tab for it here. One last A pick for you, 940 Eastern Astros at the Mariners. I've got the Astros run line, minus one and a half at minus 110 odds. A pick there for me. The model thinks there's an Astros edge, and I think it's better to take the run line than to lay a price like minus 188. Obviously, Justin Verlander is fantastic. Chris Flexen. Not a great ERA, not great underlying metrics, and I project them to be right around those. I think those are actually fairly accurate numbers. Um, like I said, sometimes you, you can sit there and look at it and say what what the pitcher's done this year, and I say, I, I don't buy it. I, I think that is who Flex it is. Uh, it's a pretty accurate representation. I project them right around the same ballpark. Astros, huge edge in the starting pitcher department, edge with the bullpen, edge on the offense. I think they win. I'm taking the one line with the Astros. And then that takes me to the true extra inning segment. Uh, a few leans here. Uh, 17 Eastern first pitch. Uh, Phillies at the Mets. Bailey Falter versus Carlos Carrasco. I'm taking the Phillies plus 139 with a C pick. Model thinks it should only be 134. Hard to be too confident fading Carrasco, though. He's looked fairly, fairly, fairly good this year. And his underlying metrics support that. So uh, I don't. Love fading Carrasco. So only a C pick for me on the Phillies, but I think we're getting a nice price there at 139. Um, uh, Bailey Falter for the Phillies, another one like I mentioned, just not a lot of data on. So I project him to be pretty good. He's done fairly well so far in his 12 innings. Um, but again, just not a lot of data at the minor league, at the upper minor league level or in the majors to feel overly confident. So Phillies plus 139, a C pick for me. 710 Eastern, Guardians at the Tigers, Shane Bieber versus Alex Fado. Uh, the Guardians are a team that I cannot seem to figure out. They're only second to the Giants in that regard. I think um, I think I've been wrong on every Bieber strike this year. So only a lean for me. I'll go under seven, um, plus one thirty, plus one oh three on the odds there. Chance of rain, so keep an eye on that one. Uh, upper sixties to low sixties temperature wise. A slight breeze out, but only around five miles an hour is not going to affect things too much. Um, I think this is probably low scoring, so I'll go under seven. But one, I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in anything happening with the Guardians right now. So I'm not, um, it, I'm personally not recommending too much of an investment there. If you can find someone else who has a good edge, go for it. I just haven't done well with the Guardians, so only a lean for me there. A15 Eastern first pitch Brewers at the Cardinals. Brandon Woodruff versus Dakota Hudson. Um, upper 60s to start, low 60s to close in St. Louis. No real wind to speak of. And if it is, it'll be a cross. This is one that the model might lean a little bit Cardinals. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the Brewers minus 135 with a lean. Woodruff, uh, 
his ERA has not been good this year, but I think that's um, misrepresenting how well he's pitched. His underlying metrics are much better. Um, his underlying metrics align much closer to the number that I project him at. So I still think Woodruff is a good pitcher. I would not be worried about if he's fallen apart or anything like that. I think he's still a great pitcher as opposed to Hudson. I almost think if you flip these pitchers ERAs, that's really close to the projections that I have them for. So uh, I just think Woodruff's a much better pitcher. The Brewers have the better bullpen. Um, they're offense a little bit behind the Cardinals, but I just, I think the gap between the, the pitchers is much bigger than the gap between the hitters. And so I'll take Brewers minus 135. Only a lean though. Um, I don't like the price there. If I could get in the minus 120s, that's a B pick, but at minus 135, there's not a ton of value on it. So uh, I don't like much in this game, but I'll take Brewers minus 135 as the lean in that one. And then the only other one, Giants red 640 Eastern, Carlos Radon versus an unconfirmed Graham Ashcraft who looked good last Sunday against the Blue Jays. Um, another guy, Ashcraft, you've just not a lot of data on. So I project him to be almost one standard deviation better than league average, but again, huge error bars with that projection. Versus Carlos Rodon, possibly the, probably the best pitcher in baseball right now who's pitching. Uh, I'd probably put him second behind DeGrom, who's of course not. So, I mean, Carlos Rodon, fantastic pitcher, but my goodness, the ball just, just flying out in Cincinnati. Um, I don't think the Reds will score 20 on Radon like they did yesterday against the Cubs. Um, but, you know, one of the best pitchers in baseball here in a huge hitter-friendly environment will be interesting to see how that plays out. It'll be a chilly night in Cincinnati. It'll be in the mid to low 60s um, and some rain possibilities, so something to keep an eye on there. Uh, maybe a late start based off of a higher rain coverage early on than later. Um, model thinks Giants minus 183. I will tweet out an official pick on that one when there are numbers available. So to recap my A picks, I've got the Red Sox run line around even money at home against the Orioles. I've got the Yankees plus 110 at Tampa. I've got the Braves minus 138 at home against Miami. Royals twins, I'm taking the under eight and a half at minus 117. I'm taking the Blue Jays minus 117. At the Angels, I'm taking the Dodgers minus 155 at the Diamondbacks, and I'm taking the Astros run line minus 110 at Seattle. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I'll see you tomorrow, and until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.